The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit ConflictHealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today I'm so excited because our show today is about the afterlife and how people really never die. And I am so excited because we are going to be interviewing this morning Hollister Rand, who you know we met with, and we'll talk a little bit about that to show that we're, we really know what we're talking about. But also, before we went to speak with her, we had read her book. We had seen her in person at the Inspirit Center in Mission Viejo. She did a fabulous job. And then we bought her book that day. It's called I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, Kids in Spirit, Teach us about living a better life on earth. And we read this book together out loud, and we were just fascinated by it. And I should read the uh, quote by John Edward, author of Infinite Quest. He said, Hollister Rand's ability to deliver messages is compassionate yet educational. Whether in person, on radio, on TV, or in this book, she delivers. And that is so true. We were so excited to see her and messages that came from loved ones on the other side. And then, of course, when we lost our grandson, we knew exactly what we had to do. We had to go and see her, and we did. And it was just life-changing, and we just feel so much better knowing that he is around, and he has shown us he's around. But let me tell you about this wonderful woman who I've just come to really love and admire and just so grateful for her. Los Angeles celebrity medium Hollis Duran provides detailed messages from spirits which have touched hearts worldwide. And she has been on television, including Tori and Dean, Home Sweet Hollywood, and America Now, and her extensive radio appearances included Sirius XM's The Seance with John Edward, Coast FM's Radio Medium and Coast to Coast with Joan, uh, with George Nouri and her best-selling book that I just told you about, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, published by HarperCollins, is translated into several languages. She has a monthly email, which is free, which you can all add, you know, sign up for. And um, she has messages of love, hope, and healing in spirit. And she helps people get and stay connected to their loved ones in spirit and helps them to really get through the grieving in a, in a much more healthy and loving manner. You can find out more about her at conflicthealing.com, our website, 
but also at Hollister Rand, that's spelled H-O-L-L-I-S-T-E-R-R-A-N-D.com. Hollister, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me here today and for that lovely introduction. Well, I just think you walk on water, so that's that's you're an angel in in uh, in spirit and well, in body. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, uh, I I went swimming yesterday and I sank. So I just <laughs> not that I want to burst your bubble, but walking on water is really not my thing. <laughs> okay, what you know? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey as a medium, how you discovered your gift, and and all that. Well, I love that people talk about um, my gift of mediumship because when I first started seeing spirits and experiencing them and communicating with them, I didn't really see it as a gift. It was really kind of more of a curse in that nobody else I knew had this ability. It made me feel very different as a child. Um, And plus, I didn't understand what was going on. So the confusion, the fear... Um, It's only now that I understand how powerfully useful this work is if done in love. Um, But in the beginning, not so much. Right. (laughs) Well, it is a gift. And I could even see when you were writing the book how many, not only we who really, Lloyd and I, experienced it, firsthand, which I'll talk about in a minute. But when you when you read your book, and you hear all of these wonderful things that parents who lost their children could, could feel so relieved, and so, you know, able to cope with the death of their children. I think that was just so gratifying to see how much these kids learn and grow on the other side and how much they can give back to their parents. And, and of course, this relates to all of us. So let's talk a little bit about what's it like to be a medium. I mean, you you thought it was a curse, and then you thought that it's a gift. But now that you know it's a gift, how does it? How do you deal with it? Are, are spirits jumping in all the time? Well, first of all, I'd like to to let everybody know that just because I'm a medium, it doesn't give me an edge. Um, in my own personal life. In other words, I'm not going to win the lottery because I'm a medium, um, and I'm not even going to know the right person to date. I wish I did. Um, so it, it really is a work of service, not self-service. Right. So, you know, I'm committed to putting people in touch with their loved ones. And uh, over the years, I've developed um, a way of connecting with the other side so that I can also live my life. You know, I can walk my dogs and not see every other deceased dog in the neighborhood. (laughs) You know, I can go to the market and get a melon without looking up and, you know, seeing every deceased farmer in the world. So um, I've developed this way of turning on and turning off the connections um, so that I can be like a regular person most of the time. Right. And, and, you know, I noticed when we came to you, you know, you, you got in that place of, of prayer and of going within. So, you know, talk a little bit about that, how you get into that place that you can then turn it back on. Yes. Well, over the years, because I've been doing this for, we're we're going on 30 years now, Mm -hmm. um, where it really has been my life's dedication, um, But I now have kind of a shorthand with the other side. When I open with a prayer, they know it's like, 
okay, let's go. It's kind of like horses, race horses, <laughs> champing at the bit. They're waiting for the gate to go, you know, to open, and everybody to go, let's go. Um, it's the same thing. You know, sometimes when I sit down with people, I can feel the spirits like, whoa, they're ready to go. And then as soon as I open with prayer, set the frequency of divine love, they are there. And now it's very, very fast. Um, it wasn't always that way. Um, you know, I've done a lot of meditation in my life. I've learned the vernacular of spirit. I've learned how to communicate with them. Um, I've developed symbols with them from the other side. So I know if I'm shown something, I understand what that means. So over the years, um, we've really come, come to terms with a working relationship. And I have complete confidence in my connection with the spirits because mm-hmm. of that, that work leading up to this place in time. Yeah. And I want to talk about how that spiritual communication really benefits people. And and I can just share uh, for us when our grandson uh, passed just very suddenly in March, and we were so devastated and so heartbroken, and we came to you. I mean, I just want everyone to know that it was such, um, gave us such peace to hear from him through you. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, When I'm communicating with the spirits, um, you know, I'll I'll joke and say to people, you pay me, but I work for them. And that's really the truth. I align myself with the spirits. It's their opportunity um, to communicate. And it's not my opportunity to own the experience of the people who come to see me. So I don't know, nor do I need to know, what the healing is that takes place, because it can be different for different people. Um, sometimes if someone passes with a suicide, let's say, mm-hmm. um, it feels as though the conversation is ended. Sometimes the healing is in knowing that the conversation isn't over, and the opportunity for people here on this earth plane and those in spirit to continue the relationship beyond death. I don't know what the specific healing or the path through uh, grief is going to be for each person who comes to me. I would drive myself crazy trying to figure that out. So I align myself with the spirits and what they have to say, knowing that they're going to be much better at working with the healing with the people they love than I could ever be. Yes. And, you know, so many of the things that you said, it wasn't general. You didn't tell us general stuff. You told us really specific stuff. And I have to laugh about how we had so much uh, confirmation even after our session with you where you told us that Ryan would appear to us like in a bird to look for bird. And then we're sitting there like a couple days later and and our little uh, Boston Terrier is looking up and, and I'm looking like, what is she looking at? She was looking at this parakeet that flew in our house and landed on the shutters. <laughs> yes. And it's not just that the, it's a bird. It's going to be something unusual. Do you understand? Right. It's not like every bird we see, it's going to be Ryan saying hello. Right. This was like, I'm going to get your attention. <laughs> Right? Right. And and we couldn't catch her either. You know, mm-hmm. she's flying everywhere and through the night. And I'm going, oh, my God, I never had a bird in my life. And I never had a bird come in my house. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> right, right. And, and, and so I thought, oh my gosh, you know, so we tried to find, you know, whose home it belonged to. We couldn't find it. So the next day, Lloyd, you know, bought a cage and, you know, we put her in that and we named her Angel. And then oh. we, we even got her a boyfriend, Amigo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, and then not only was that bird, but then we had baby birds born in the back and then baby swallows in the front and then in the trees, the eucalyptus trees, we had hawks, mama and babies mm-hmm. and daddy hawks there. So when you said bird, I've never seen so many birds and baby birds being well, born. And, and that's the point of it. And it's also about new life. You have baby birds. This is about new life, continuation of life. That's really what the spirits want mm-hmm. us to know is that death is not the end of them, nor is it the end of our relationship with them. Right, right. And I know before we started, you wanted me to talk with you about how they communicate with us from the other side. And so I I wanted to share that when we did the, uh, the Celebration of Life, the program, I had done, we had done it, the lettering in blue, and I went down to show Lloyd what it looked like. I came up, it was in orange, which was his favorite color. <laughs> right. This is, this is just what the spirits do, especially if there's anything electronic. Right. You know, uh, we, we are electrical creatures. Most people don't know this, but synapses, you know, all of this. We, we run a lot of electricity in our bodies. And so when people pass, electricity is kind of the go-to. Oh, we know how to make this work. <laughs> So, yeah, anything electronic that you do, they, they can step in and have fun with that. Oh, yeah, he's having fun. When he first passed, the next day, my computer, there was this big pop-up that said, sorry, and we thought it was a virus, mm-hmm. and we looked all over, and then after we talked about it and then finally said, we think it's Ryan, it's it went away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The electronic boy, he's really, he's using that, and we get a kick out of it. It's um, it's. Yeah. So can anyone, I don't know, I don't think I'm special and Lloyd's special, although we are, but yes. I mean, can anyone communicate like we're communicating? Absolutely. And this is what I have held to be true from the beginning. I've never wanted to be different. Um, I understand that there will always be people who are maybe specifically talented in a certain way. Like there Uh are singers who, you know, we will buy records for, and the rest of us will sing in the shower. (laughs) But we sing. It's kind of part of the human condition. You know, we, we, we sing when we're sad, we sing when we're happy. It's part of our expression. Right. I think of mediumship and connection with loved ones and spirit very much the same way. It's a talent, um, and we're born with a certain amount of talent, and then we can develop that, which is why I teach workshops to help people get connected with their loved ones. Um, so we all have the ability it's just a matter of how much and to what degree we choose to develop. Yes, yeah, and not be afraid of it, you know, and, and not well, think it's woo-woo, re- you know? That's one of the reasons why I teach the way I do. I work specifically at the frequency of divine love. And with that, it raises the energy beyond kind of the noise of the world. 
I have people come to my classes who were terrified when they were young by seeing spirits and told mm-hmm. them all to go away. I have people come to my classes who are afraid that if they open up to the spirits, they're going to know when their friends and family are going to die. Oh. So part of my work as a medium is educating people and teaching them to work at certain frequencies so that their fears are completely allayed. Yeah. And I do want to mention, which is so exciting, that you're coming down to Orange County from L.A. And you're going to be, in fact, very soon, within just you know a few days, you're going to be doing a program at Awakenings in Laguna Hills. So can you just talk a little bit about that? That's, I think you said the 18th and 19th of yes, August. Yes, I'm very excited about this. Um, I usually get to Awakenings at least once a year. And on the 18th at 7 p.m., I'll be doing a messages event, um, which is a gallery-style reading event, and people can buy tickets at Awakenings. And I will be giving spontaneous messages um, from loved ones in the spirit world that night. And then the next day, the 19th, starting at 10 a.m., I will be teaching a workshop primarily to help people be in touch with their animals and understand how animals communicate from the other side, the similarities and the differences between that and communicating with people. But of course, wherever there are animals, there are people, and wherever there are people, there are animals. So we won't be able to put up a psychic sign which says no people allowed. So no loved ones in spirit will also come and join the animals as we're learning how to communicate. So you can contact me at uh, HollisterRand.com or HollisterRand at Gmail for more information about both of those. Yeah, yeah. I have to laugh because we didn't tell you, but uh, we told you later. But when we came in, we, we threw into a bag before we came to see you a lot of the collars from our deceased puppies and doggies that we've had we threw it in there and along with other things that we wanted to bring from my mother my sister my husband's mother all things like that and one of the things you said to us was there's a bunch of dogs running around here (laughs) yes and one even told you and one of uh, them even said his name was max which was ryan's dog when he was little so (laughs) oh see i love that i love the animals um, it, it's the, the love that comes from them and their alignment with us during certain times of our lives. Um, it's, it's one of the great joys I have um, is talking with animals of all sorts. Um, I once was doing a, uh, an event, I think it was in Las Vegas, and um, an iguana in spirit was sitting on a man's shoulder, and I had a lovely conversation with this iguana. And the man was so happy. He had missed this iguana. He loved this iguana. They had gone through four years of college together. So uh, it was just, it was such a lovely reunion. It was really wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that was so cute when that happened. We were, because we didn't know what was going to happen. We just threw it all in there, and sure enough, we brought them along with Yes, us. absolutely. So that's important to know. They come with you. The spirits don't ride to my office in my car. They come with you guys. They are with the people they love. Um, so that's why, you know, I don't bring them home at night. They're with you. Right. Yeah. Right. I should share another thing that was that really blew us away that happened with you as well, which you may remember. I know you talked to so many people, but... Um, I I was trying to put together things that like from my mother and I threw in this this um, locket that I had with it was a heart with uh, 
a tree of life and I was trying to get it on a chain before we left, but it was missing like the extra little hoop. So I just threw it in my purse. I was trying to put it on with my mother's necklace. And you said to me, Mari, there's somebody named Anne, and she said that she saw you trying to, something with a locket, trying to put it on, and you couldn't get it on. And Lloyd and I, <laughs> our mouths just dropped. <laughs> like, you know, this happened like an hour and a half before when we were trying to leave from Laguna Niguel to come up to you in LA. And that just blew us away, you know, which was great because when you said that, that was more. Um, you know, verifying that this was really, truly the the real thing so that Lloyd could, you know, grasp onto that when Ryan came through. So that was so funny. It was That's really important. That's an important point. One of the reasons why the spirits give me such specific information, um, and sometimes not necessarily from the main person you want to hear from. Right. You know, sometimes it can be, someone you're not expecting who comes in first and gives, you know, very specific information. When that happens, it is so that when you hear from the person you're hoping to, or when there was a difficult passing and you have tremendous pain around that, that you have confidence that the information coming through is indeed from that person and someone isn't just making it up or pretending. Right. And that that really did that. is so Mm -hmm. important. Yes, and that really did it for us because then we thought, okay, this is real. <laughs> you know, yes. if, she, if, 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 you know, my grandma could say this, you know, she was doing that for us. So that was really amazing for us. And anyone I tell that that happened, because, you know, people are like, Skept- yeah, he came through. And then I tell them, well, this is what happened <laughs> about right. my locket. And then they go, oh, you know, that's pretty weird. <laughs> you know? Well, that's one of the reasons why I do these messages events. And I also um, do free events on Facebook and Learn It Live and a whole bunch of, of different venues is so that people can actually see how I work and experience it for themselves. I mean, that's why I get, that's why I travel the way I do all over the place. Yeah. Um, and the good news is I do also do Zoom readings. So you don't have to travel from Laguna to come in to see me in Sherman Oaks, California. Um, I do things on Zoom. So we'll be face-to-face, but you don't have to make the drive. Right. In fact, I had one of my clients do that with you recently, and it was very life-changing for her. So, Oh, I'm yeah, so glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, thank you for your recommendation, because that's actually how most people find me. Yes. Is they hear about me through someone else who has had an experience. Or they watched you like I did, you know, when yeah. I, when I, you know, when I bought your book and then I didn't know I was going to need you, right. <laughs> but you know, you popped into my mind very soon afterward. I want to talk a little bit about your book again, because it's, it's really wonderful. It really made a difference for Lloyd and I, even before we had this big loss. And the name of it again is I'm not dead. I'm different by Hollis Durand, kid in spirit, Teach us about living a better life on earth. So why is it you wrote this? Well, um, it wasn't actually my first choice to write that. Um, I, I actually was concerned about writing, you know, having my first book be about kids in spirit for a couple of reasons. One, it's a very painful subject. Yes. And I wanted to be sure that I could handle it well. 
and with the respect and care and compassion that the subject required. Um, and um, number two, it was, I also wanted to keep it sort of light and readable. Yes. Um, so I wanted my first book to be able to relate to everybody, not just people who lost kids, you know, have lost a child. Right. So um, it was it was Harper Collins that suggested this work. They suggested the subject matter, and I kind of was hemming and hawing about it. And then I sat with spirit, and the sense I got was go ahead. So in the book, I really deal with all the ways. People pass, accidents, suicide. Um, we even talk about abortion, uh, miscarriages, genocide, murder, um, adoption, all of these things that actually all of us can relate to, not just people who have lost children in spirit. So I wanted to make it more accessible to everybody. Yes, and I would imagine, you know, I mean, for us losing a grandson that, that lived with us, and that we had, you know, treated him like a son. It really helped us. But I think any parent could really relate to this, and anyone who's lost a mother even could relate to it, a father, anyone. So it isn't just about kids, but the kids seem to be, I, in some ways, more okay with everything. They than, really yeah. are. Kids and pets are like the no-nonsense spirits of the universe. You know, they pretty much say it like it is. And um, I remember there was a young man who said to, you know, he, he described himself, he described his life, so his parents knew who he was and that it was absolutely him. But he said to me, I saw the light, then I saw the light. And I thought, that is the weirdest statement, but my deal with the spirits is you give it as you get it. Well, it turns out he was killed, he was skateboarding, saw a lamppost, but hit it, and was killed, you know, the way he hit his head or broke his neck. I'm not sure exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't remember what it was, but he saw the light, and then he saw the light. His passing was that fast, Mm -hmm. and for his parents, that was a comfort, because they didn't know, was he lying there in pain? Could we have saved him? You know, all of this kind of stuff, but for him, it it was so fast. I saw the light, then I saw the light. Yes. And I love speaking with kids in spirit and pets as well, because they are so matter-of-fact about <laughs> life and death that sometimes it can be stunning. Yeah. I mean, they're so wise, yep. so wise. We only have a couple minutes left, and, and I, this may be a really long question, but maybe you can just give us a little tidbit, which is, what is the afterlife like? <laughs> it's very simple. The afterlife is like, it depends to whom you're speaking. Mm. So I've had spirits talk about the angels they see. I have spirits talk about the card games with friends. I have spirits talk about waiting for their loved ones to come meet them. It depends to whom you're speaking. The afterlife is as beautiful as we can imagine and as personal as we can imagine. Mm. What a beautiful way to end so that people can feel that you know, that life goes on, but in a different way. And I know, absolutely. and I, and I know for us that, um, especially Lloyd was on the phone with Ryan before he passed. And I think just that knowing he's okay, and there's nothing that he could have done to stop him from, you know, taking his own life, that that in, in it, 
it just freed him from any guilt or anger or anything like that. So you, you really changed our lives and we are so grateful to you. And I think anyone who reads this book, I'm Not Dead, I'm Different, would feel such relief and, and really not be so scared of when we all are going to go to the other side. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us, Hollister. We just, we think you are wonderful and we really love all that you're doing to really help people feel better about losses. So, well, thank you so much. Just give your website and it's time to go. All right. HollisterRand.com. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org. And then I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. you got to fight both night and day.